Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. Here's your host, Lillian Kerbick. And that was your other host, Will Romy. Let's talk about money. So today, I want to talk about dealing with your money when you're depressed. Um, There's a few strategies you can use to help yourself work towards recovery while not also wrecking your credit score if you're depressed. Today, we're going to focus on mild to moderate depression that is not caused by finances. So meaning if you're in massive debt or not earning enough money to get by and that's making you sad, that's different than being depressed due to a chemical imbalance or an external life event and also having to deal with money. So I'm going to talk about like if you just happen to be depressed and you are trying to figure out what to do with your finances. So depression is different for everyone because we're individual humans with individual brain chemistry, obviously. And there's no one single cure for depression. And there's also not one strategy for dealing with your money when depressed. But I'm going to try to give you a couple tools that work for many, but maybe not all of them apply to you. So I think for many folks, Everyday life mundane tasks when you're depressed can feel monumental. Something as simple as returning library books or going grocery shopping or heating up water for macaroni and cheese can feel like a massive problem. So often when you're depressed, you can see what you should be doing, but you just can't get yourself to do it. The couch or the bed is a better place to be. Um, You just have less total capacity for activities. So if you're usually able to go to work and also do one fun thing and two grown-up life activities like grocery shopping or calling the doctor on a normal day, you might only be able to do one of those four activities on a depressed day, right? You just your total number of available capacity to do things is reduced. And the worst part about money when you're depressed is that it can also kind of be a self-fulfilling negative loop. Right. So you're depressed. So you forget to send on your credit card payment on time or you don't open your mail because Mm -hmm. it's too hard. And then that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, And that sucks. And you like pay your rent late. And then that makes you feel even worse. And so you get kind of stuck in this loop. So one of the first things you can try to do is to set as many things on autopilot as possible. So um, this includes auto payment for your utilities, your student loans, your credit card, your health insurance your rent and your car note. And so rent is one of these things where because we're in America and we still um, weirdly pay rent and mortgages by like mailing pieces of paper that we write on through the mail, um, there are actually services that for a very small percentage of money will mail the check for you automatically um, or your bank might do it for free for you. You can like set it up and not mail it. Usually you need um, a little more lead time for that. So you'll want to set it so that it gets to your landlord on time. Um, so this is the, the strategy here is that you're trying to make things easier on yourself and limit the financial damage that depression will inflict on you so that you can focus on getting your brain healthier. Right, and not paying each bill as, as they come in. Yeah, because then that's that's one more task to do, right? Like, And tasks are hard when you're depressed, especially like r- things, that, um, things that are tiny and don't actually take that long but feel really big. Like paying rent is a great example. Like, it's a big deal if you don't pay your rent on time. Like, that can really, really hurt you. But the actual a- act of paying your rent is usually not that challenging. Mm-hmm. But when you're depressed, it can just, it can sp- it can really spin you into a loop. So to set all of these things on auto pay, you're probably going to need, like, two hours to maybe a whole afternoon, depending on how many, like, various payments you have. 
Um, and this might require that you recruit a trusted friend to help. And you'll probably likely feel better at the end of the afternoon. Um, but even if you don't, you did the thing, right? And it's done. The thing. Um, so if you really need this and no one will help you, I'm happy to be that person. Just email me. <laughs> like, I know that seems hard if you're depressed. But seriously, I w- I'm nice. I'll send you cat pictures. <laughs> Um, But I bet you have someone in your life who'd be willing to just sit with you and do it for an afternoon. Um, And your depression is just being a big, stupid monster that's sitting on your shoulder telling you that no one cares and no one wants to help you. You probably have someone in your life that's willing to do this. It's it's free. It's a thing that they can do to help you. Um, One of the important things is that once you've done this, I want you to step away from your finances. I want you to not focus on your money. Um, An occasional check-in is okay, but depression and anxiety can um, often lead to obsessing over the numbers. Your 401k has gone up or down, or or your checking account was at 5,000 yesterday, and now it's at 495. Um, Right, and all things you can't control. Right, right. (laughs) And there are things, you know, things outside of your level of control. So I want you to get those, like, basics covered. I want your food, your clothing, your shelter. You know, I want the utilities to be locked in. I don't want you to put more damage to yourself while you're depressed, but I want you to focus on your brain and not on the numbers. So another thing you can do is possibly implement a cash budget. Um, One thing that sucks about being depressed is that quite often being depressed comes with impulse control challenges. And that's because if you're feeling bad, you want to find ways to make it go away. And quite often, um, quick quick things that are impulsive can give you a, a little buzz, right? So you'll be depressed and you'll, oh, I, I spent money on this thing and it suddenly feels good, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if that's you, it's really smart to switch to a cash-based budget. Um, and this doesn't have to be a restricted budget and it doesn't necessarily need to be for absolutely everything. Like you don't necessarily, I just told you to stick everything on auto pay. So like you probably don't want to pay your rent in cash. (laughs) Um, But this just has to be something where there's a hard stop in your spending, especially for things that you have trouble controlling impulses on. So for me, this is um, online, like used clothes shopping. Like I'll suddenly be like, oh my God, why did I just put 10 things in my eBay cart? Um, (laughs) And nice stationary supplies. And um, when I'm feeling down, I'll start to convince myself that if only I had that dress or that planner, I'd stop being a piece of crap and I'd get my life together, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what my depressed brain tells me. Well, guess what? That's probably not true for you. That thing is probably not going to solve your problem. And um, it, it's probably not true for you. And it's almost never true for me. That dress has never made me actually feel better beyond that brief moment, right? So quite often we try to self-medicate with substances or whatever our own affliction is. That isn't necessarily like drugs or alcohol. There are a lot of people have that thing that gives them that like quick win Um, because it's a temporary high and that that helps dull that like existential dread that comes with depression. So even if you don't do this in every area of your life, consider doing the cash-based budget for substances or whatever kind of addictive behavior you tend to fall into when you're depressed. Studies show that when individuals are stressed and feel anxiety, fear, or shame, they feel off balance and their human brain is trying to repair them. They're trying to rebalance it and they'll seek out substances or kind of addictive behaviors to try to rebalance it. 
So for a lot of folks, this is food, nicotine, or alcohol. Um, that's quite common. So if that is you, if you know that, like, yes, I go get a 24-pack of beer when I'm depressed and, and slam it in an afternoon or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't even necessarily have to be at the abuse level of using those substances. For me, like, I buy a lot of snacks when I'm depressed because snacks, like, feel both decadent but also make me feel bad about myself at the same time, uh-huh, uh-huh. right? Like, I'm like, oh, if I just... I'll eat, potato chips for dinner and it's easy and also like I'm a bad person who eats potato <laughs> chips for dinner right like like you know depressed brains are not logical and um so if you can find a way to implement a cash-based budget for those things that will help you like have a hard stop in it so if you run out of bar money you're just done for the month or the week whatever it is um and then it's just time to stop and that can really help to put in a really hard limit and that also can help prevent um your finances reflecting whatever your depressive state is, right? So a lot of times people go into credit card debt when they're depressed and they look back and they go like, I have no idea what I spent that all on, right? You know, like I just went to the bar every night or mm-hmm. I, you know. Just spending more. I, yeah. yeah, I went to I went to the dispensary or I, I spent a bunch of money on, you know, nice dresses that I didn't even wear and like things like that. And so implementing a cash-based budget can be one of those ways to provide a hard stop. So, however, so this is about how to spend less money on those things. Right, curbing the curbing that, but shop therapy. But if you're depressed, <laughs> if you're depressed, it sucks, and you probably need some kind of treatment. And I'm not recommending any particular kind of treatment. There's a lot out there. Everyone's depression is different, but you probably need therapy, medication, workbooks, exercise, all all four or any of those four, right? Um, your doctor will work with you on your exact strategy, but I want to make sure that you actually budget the money for whatever you need to get better. So whatever those positive things that you are to need, you need to get better, you need to actually put it in the budget. This could be budgeting for your insurance co-pays to go to the therapist and not using money as the excuse to not seek treatment or the co-pays for medication. This could be budgeting for the coffee that you need to get to the therapist. We talk about this in, you know, the impulse spending episode. Um, You need to make sure that you're spending money on things that you need to get better. Even if that's as simple as like, you know, that hanging out around cats and volunteering at the Humane Society gets you out of the house every Sunday and like cats make you feel better because cats make me feel better. Um, (laughs) And, and that you know you need to budget for gas or something like that. Whatever whatever the things are that can help pull you out of depression, I want to make sure you budget for it. So here's the thing. If your budget is tight, you need to find what the other things are to cut. Um, you're depressed. You're probably not going to concerts anyway, right? <laughs> like, like there's you maybe you have to put your student loans on a different repayment schedule where it's a little lower so you have a little more room in your budget. Um the most important thing is taking care of yourself and prioritizing getting your brain ready. Beating yourself up about spending money on therapy or medication is not going to help you get better, right? Like, not only is it going to feed into that negative anxiety loop, it's it's also like you need those, you need whatever that thing is to get better. So make sure to budget right, for it. Right, you got to prioritize your health. Yeah, and, and realize that it's a trade-off. It's okay if you slow down your debt repayment while you try to get your brain right, you know? Like, it's that's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. So last but not least, uh, try to spend some money on things that help you limit the damage. This is different than things that actually actively help you with recovery. This is like depression sucks. And one of the worst parts is that it's really unpredictable. You have no idea necessarily when it's going to hit you. Some people kind of know it's coming. 
Um, but you also don't really know the timeline. Are you going to feel better next week? Or are you going to feel better in six months? Um, even if it means putting a few bigger financial goals on hold, consider spending some money as long as you're not going into consumer debt on some things that will help you hold on to your job or your relationship while you're depressed. Some examples are laundry service, grocery delivery, more childcare time, mm-hmm. uh, even just more expensive Easy Mac or takeout because the act of cooking mac and cheese is too much. Like, right. So you're saying things, things that'll sort of let you have a little more time to get yourself yeah, what you t- need. Yeah. Time or just like will help you fulfill the basic activities that you need in order to like hold the the semblance of I'm an adult, I'm a grown up handling my life together. Mm-hmm. Like you, you might not feel that way, right? You're depressed. You feel like you're a terrible person. Um, but whatever that kind of basics that you need, um, I'm giving you permission to have some small lifestyle inflation in order to limit the damage, right? Like I don't, if you can't make yourself go do laundry, try hiring it out because showing up smelly to your job isn't good for your Mm self-esteem or your career, Mm -hmm. right? Like you want to try to limit the, you're probably going to do less good at your work if you're depressed. That's that's true for most people. It depends. Um, If you're a workaholic, that might not be true. And, and in that case, you want to try to just limit the ways in which it's affecting your work. We don't want you to be dealing with a job loss on top of being depressed if, you know, you don't have the finances to support taking some time off work. Um, and childcare is one of those examples, like maybe you need more time to focus on yourself for a little while. Um, and that is something that you could temporarily have more of in order to protect your relationship or your career. So No, that sounds great. And those are kind of the basics. Um, I know that I just, it feels like I just gave you a giant list of things if you're depressed and you're listening to this and you're like, uh, yeah, that's great. I know I could do all of those things, but I can't because I'm depressed. I think one of the really excellent things that you can do is either one, if you have a therapist that you're working with, talk to your therapist about like, I really need to prioritize these. What are some strategies that I can use? Maybe for you, it's a small reward once you set everything up on auto pay. Um, Maybe it's, you know, having a trusted family member or friends sit down with you and just not judge you for the fact that you're depressed and help you figure these things out. Um, and or maybe it's that, you know, there's usually small breaks in the cloud when you're depressed. There's usually like you'll feel really good for a couple hours after you drink a coffee once a week or something, which is not enough. <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's uh, You don't want to live like that forever. Um, but, you know, trying to utilize that those moments in order to to plan for the fact that you know the rest of your week is gonna suck mm-hmm. after that um so i it, it's hard depression sucks it, it human brains are really both amazing and i just wildly inappropriate in their inability to just you know function at top form all the 100%, time percent yeah yeah exactly um but it's it's part of being human and Part of this whole finance thing is, right, this is never done. This is not a trophy that you could have put on a shelf and you're like, my finances are in order and I'm done forever. Unfortunately, this is like, this is a process. And um, the nice thing is you can kind of tune it up and tune it down uh, as far as worrying about your finances when you've got other things going on in your life. Um, And focusing on your finances quite often can um, feed into a negative loop. And so set it on autopilot take care of yourself and get yourself right as much as you can awesome those are great tips i think that's it for today yeah hopefully happy note to hear so if you're feeling depressed and you need support 
beyond, you know, just getting your stuff on auto pay. Um, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline does have a number that you can call and talk to anyone 24 hours a day, every day. So if you're feeling really low and you kind of stumbled upon this when you were Googling things, um, feel free to give them a call. They're 1-800-273-8255. And if you just have some stories about money and depression, please feel free to write in to questions at ohmydollar.com. Yes, please. <laughs> I think that wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy, and our intro music is by Aaron Pracky. I'm Lillian Carbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. <laughs>